0: Are in chapter nine, dealing with the two conquerors. The one conqueror is going to be called the human conqueror. Of course, the uh, second conqueror is the God conquer. It's Christ Himself, isn't it? It's Messiah. So verses one to eight, his name is not given, but he's a leader. He's a one of the great world leaders ever. And it's really obvious who he is. But his name is not told here, but it is 200 years before it's going to all come down. Now you think of this nation, it's it's over 200 years old, right? Probably going on 250 now, but you used to think back in the 70s, that it, it was 76, it was 200 years old. And you, th- you think, wow, that's actually a pretty short time period, you know? Two hundred years, but it's still yet. You know, you think as as a kid, two hundred years is a long time. But you start approaching one hundred years, and you go, "Wow, what happened?" One (laughs) hundred very long.
1: It's
0: It's kind of different view, you know. But um, so um, he, but it is that would be telling it way ahead of time. Who else? What other religion has a Bible? or anybody for that matter, secular sources could ever give predictions about these kind of things that we're reading here just in the first eight verses. I mean, this is phenomenal. And it wasn't that it was going to be obvious all this was going to come down at the time. Matter of fact, there was a different empire that was uh, in control of the world at that time whenever Zechariah wrote this. There was another one that was going to be coming. And uh, that, so that's that's where we're at. And so God uses pagans, godless apostates, human, to actually fulfill His purpose. You know, He's a, uh, this man right here is going to be a tool of God in doing what He does in judging and punishing nations that are all around Israel and the ones who had given so much trouble to Israel. This is what's going to happen, and this was going to be shortly after the time of Zechariah and it, it up to a couple hundred years. So, are you guys ready? Here we are. Verse 1. We'll read that whole section anyway. The burden, and guess what, of the word of the Lord. How many times have you seen that? Chapter 8? Chapter 7? We kept seeing that because there were visions that were given to Zechariah, Now he's given the very spoken word of God that uh, it it is straight on, it's easy to know what he's talking about if you're able to interpret some of this. The burden of the word of the Lord is against the land of Hadrach with Damascus as its resting place. For the eyes of men, especially of all the tribes of Israel, are toward the Lord. And Hamath, also, which borders on it. Tyre and Sidon, though they are very wise, for Tyre built herself a fortress, piled up silver like dust, and gold like the mire of the streets, behold, the Lord will dispossess her, cast her wealth into the sea, and she will be consumed with fire. Ashkelon will see it and be afraid, Gaza, too, will writhe in great pain. Also Ekron, for her expectation has been confounded. Moreover, the king will punish, perish from Gaza, and Ashkelon will not be inhabited, and a mongrel race will dwell in Ashdod, and I will cut off the pride of the Philistines. And I will remove their blood from their mouth, and their detestable things from between their teeth. Then they also will be a remnant for our God, and be like a clan in Judah and Ekron like a Jebusite but I will camp around my house because of an army because of him who passes by and returns and no oppressor will pass over them anymore for now I've seen with my eyes we go from one part into the second part remember when the Bible was written it wasn't written with chapters and verse numbers just straight on so we really probably could cut it off uh, because of him who passes by and returns because this is the main uh, focus that we're looking at today it's this human conqueror who God is using Um, and I don't know if you're saying I thought this would be a little bit easier to understand what's going on here (laughs) uh, after we get through with it you'll see You'll see, we'll just help us uh, help each other um, outline this. Okay, we have the title. I'm trying to figure and out where these places are. That's
1: what and I was like. Are the these maps. for real people? No. They are on the
0: map. That's a good thing to do when you're studying. You need to have mm-hmm. a map right there, especially from the yeah, Old heard Testament. Heard.
2: Oh, some I can I have a really good
0: map. In I wish I, I, I had one here with me. So, but yeah,
2: they're all they're all
0: up there. They're all north. So. Okay, this first one is going to okay. Remember, okay, the the two conquerors, and if we put point one, and that's probably about as far as we're going to get to go, it's going to be the human conqueror. And under the human conqueror, what's he going to conquer? First of all, he's mentioning. He says the land of Hadrach with Damascus. Okay, where is Damascus at? Syria. He deals with Syria. He starts with Syria. Uh, Let's start off with that burden. The burden of the word of the Lord. The word burden there is masa. It means to take up or lift up. It was used as a word for a burden, uh, like a heavy burden, a heavy stone, something that's really uh, heavy and something that that has to be lifted and carried up. Well, this is the burden of the word of the Lord. Uh, and what it is, is this is heavy judgments and he says Hadrach and nobody here is going to know exactly what that is. We don't know for sure. The archaeologists don't really know uh, anything about that either. They say you can't really be dogmatic about where this was at, what it is. We can tell you that it is probably pretty close to Damascus It would be in the Syrian area, so that that would tell us, and and, uh, there was a village called uh, something that was very close to that name, which is mentioned by Syrian kings in their writings, the annals that they would have. This was an ancient village, and it was around Damascus, Damascus in Syria. And so uh, that's an area to the east and north of Israel, if you can think of east and north. Syria, uh, if you were to, if you were at the Sea of Galilee, for instance, we're studying Luke on Sundays, right? The Gospel of Luke from the Sea of Galilee, you'd go east and north a little bit, okay? So it, that's the area that this chapter is starting with. Um, and then it says, uh, oh yeah, what is it? Uh, Hadrach. There's two terms. It's interesting, though. The land of Hadrach. Had, I think, and rock, rock. Hadrock, one of them means sharp, and the other one means soft. Sharp, soft. Um, So it's the sharp, soft. What, What would that mean? Well, if you have the Medes and the Persians... Which is the empires that existed at that time during the time of Zechariah there, uh, the Medes and the Persians, the Medes would have been considered very sharp. Uh, they were like swords and the, they were conquerors that produced Cyrus and Darius, who are mentioned in where we have been studying, and at that time they were the, uh, the leaders of the nations uh, of, of that nation. so the Persians. Were the ones who would be softies. They they were into debauchery more than anything. They didn't really want to conquer anymore. They just you know they were they lived lives of of uh, debauchery. It's it's an effeminate turn actually. So anyway, could mean that uh, we don't know for sure, but I think we're getting the idea of where this is at now. Now what about Damascus? Well, it's very very ancient city. It's a key city of all of this whole area that we're talking about in the Middle East Damascus is so known you know we we know of it today and this is the seat where judgment is going to fall on them by the way this was one of Israel's worst enemies Damascus Syria in which a capital Damascus is and of course we hear about the Syrians all the time today don't we mm-hmm. it's in the news constantly Dama- uh, Damascus same thing so, but but the capital uh, at the time was the, from the time about nine hundred to seven twenty one B C. It was a, a terrible opponent of just about everybody, but especially of Israel. And so it becomes the resting place, as it says here in verse one. It's kind of like this is the where this is going to to happen here. This is where God's prophecy of somebody coming in and uh, taking care of Syria. So if you know how bad and evil and wicked Syria is and Damascus is, then you'll see why God brings along somebody to conquer them. Now before the Babylonians were the Assyrians, you know, that was north and east, and then later on you had the of course the Babylonians, then the Medes and Persians, right? This is exactly now where Alexander the Great comes into the picture. And this is why this is going to be able to to be interpreted. So point one on here is who did he conquer? The human conqueror, he starts with, in this section, Syria, Damascus. So there was a battle of Isis... And the Battle of Isis was a real famous battle, and, and, and that and this will tell you where we're at in time, three thirty-three BC. Historians have all this now, and no other book has this sequence that God gives us of what happens. This is God's battle plan. How it is laid out in detail? It's it's just incredible. This battle is okay. Was in Asia Minor that was called uh, Isis. Battle of ISIS, Alexander defeated Darius. You know the, the Medes defeated the Persians. He he started to break the back of the Medo-Persians. Took he just took over, uh, and very quickly, Alexander the Great did it so speedily. I think by the time of 33, is whenever he became so bored. And of course, he, 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 his life of alcoholism he destroyed himself. He, he you know he died at a very very young age. Uh, but he had conquered the world. There wasn't anything else to do. <laughs> he did it very quickly. God used Alexander the Great. Who would have ever thought, you know, you think of world history, Alexander the Great, everybody's heard about him. People ha- are named after his name. And you have cities named after him. Alexandria, for instance. Uh, Ale- and and uh, that makes me think of Alex.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Alexander. Alexander. <clears throat> and he's grand- Alexander the Great. Grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Has he been called the Great? I used
1: to didn't. call him
0: Alexander <laughs> the Great. Well, and of course, that was a very Greek name. And so, this is where the Greek Empire is going to come and conquer these Medes and Persians. And after he uh, defeated the Medes and Persians, that just threw open the door to go to Syria. And he moved east from Greece. And he moved through Syria. Syria is just north of Israel. Syria is terrible enemies of Israel. So he knocks off Syria. Is what happens. So as we read in verse one, um, it's interesting. For the eyes of men, especially of all the tribes of Israel, are toward the Lord. Every eyes are. Every eye is upon. Um, what's happening here and you know that's the whole point here Uh, the point is that they look at Alexander the whole world they can't miss what's going on the news even though they don't have the the media that we do today it gets around real quickly Alexander the Great has taken over and so they were seeing the instrument whether they wanted to acknowledge it or not is another thing but they saw an instrument that God was using they were seeing the Lord coming in judgment by using this man in history, uh, and an ungodly man, in an act of judgment upon Syria. It was about time they got theirs, wasn't it, in, in, in this sense. So, you have the Holy Spirit here that's revealing the whole plan to us. That's what's so incredible. So what happened is he moved through Syria. He knocked off Syria, Damascus, and Hadrach there in that area. He then swept to the coast and he got to the Phoenician countries. You can think of Tyre and Sidon, we'll get to that in a moment. And then the south part of that coast, which would be where the Philistines would be, which is where, you'll remember that, boy, did they battle the Philistines constantly. During the time of the judges and, of course, David, who did he battle so often? It was the Philistines, right?
2: Isn't isn't that by Egypt?
0: Uh, it's just up up uh, north of Egypt.
2: So he went through Jerusalem. It's
0: well, it, and of course they talk about it today. That would be the area of uh, um. It's, it's south Israel. What did you say? The Gaza, the Gaza Strip. Strip. Gaza Strip. You hear about it all the time. That's exactly where that's at. Uh, uh so,
2: yeah. So here, straight through Israel.
0: So he's up, at, well, what he did, and we're going to follow this, he was up on the uh, on the shoreline, you know, the coast, mm-hmm. up in Phoenicia, which would be Tyre and Sidon, yeah. just north of Israel. Jesus went there, do you remember Jesus? Whenever he went to uh, that area? I've got to get a map here oh, okay. next time. <laughs> Be a lot better as we study through here. But that—that's yeah. You have Ashkelon there on the coast. You have Gaza, of course. The the Gaza Strip. That's where that is at right there. And by the time Alexander the Great was coming through there, they were fearful. But they were the kind of people who were conquerors. Did he go find?
1: You no. did he generally go by a ship, or did he go across the land like that? Because these
0: are all coastal cities. Yeah, he just goes right on down. And these are major power cities here. They are super major, and Tyre, it certainly was, because of it was a shipping um, area. Uh, they built ships there. It was a trade center. I mean, and and that's why in Zechariah it, it talks about silver and gold. I mean, it, they were rich, powerful places these are. And Alexander just came down, swooped down and took them in no time.
2: Okay, so there was really nothing going on in Israel at that time at all. Yeah, what about
0: Jerusalem? And it's mentioned right here in our section tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that is what, and that's really what is incredible. What, And so what it is, none of this can be Distorted. When you look at history, if the history is even told right at all, Alexander the Great, all the uh, the the writings of it, even back from that time, you know, as history come on, nobody doubts Alexander the Great. You know, it's like this, three hundred years before Christ, all the battles that he did, and here it is. We have here. This is told before it happens. This is called pre-written history, isn't it? So we're just getting to the good part. Uh, He's going to go to the Philistine cities. He's going to sweep through there. And then he's going to go on down to Egypt. All right. Uh, He's on his way to conquer the great powers. Man, if you take Tyre, Sidon, Philistine uh, cities, you go down and you take Egypt, you've pretty well conquered the world. That's what he did. In a short amount of time. He only started in his 20s. And he's done by 33 and so God in and, and by using this chapter the Holy Spirit is revealing the whole plan laying right out and it's like why doesn't the whole world know this if you want to if you want to show somebody and I'm gonna use it one of these days remember to go right here and say, okay, you know about world history? Did you know that this was told 200 years before this happened? I think it's a great apologetic. Not that it's going to convince somebody about Jesus Christ, but if they're saying, ah, uh, how can you believe the Bible? Can you believe something? Somebody if it was written 200 years before, and you cannot argue with the fact that this is history, but yet it was told before it happened. But Did, did anybody talk about America 200 years before it ever started, it became a nation?
1: Probably no no countries that way. <laughs> what would you say, Audrey? Oh, I was just going to say, there's no convincing some people yeah, about right. anything in history. Exactly. But, oh, you well, could go
0: through this and they would just, I mean, it wouldn't. Uh, even that doesn't even mean that. I mean,
1: it doesn't have to be in the Bible. They don't believe, there's people that don't believe the Holocaust occurred. Yeah, well,
0: that's true. That's true. And, and, and you know, and then what do you say? You go, okay, uh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's it, okay. Uh,
1: you're too ignorant for me to talk to you. That's what I said.
0: Okay, that's right. That's right. So the, the whole battle plan, incredible. That's why I say this is just mind-blowing. Uh, okay, and this is written centuries before Alexander was ever born, right?
2: Now first, he defeats the
0: Medes and the Persians. He knocks off the city of Damascus. Oh, boy, that was a big deal. And with it, Hamath, a very, very important area of this territory to Medo-Persian Empire. It's like a kingdom state. Hamath is like the capital city also. So they're looking toward the Lord, and we, we explain what that is. Whether they want to recognize it as Lord or not, of course, here you have the tribes of Israel. They're looking here. They know that something is happening extraordinarily here. Okay, verse 2, And Hamath also, which borders on it. Now, that's, that is uh, uh, a real important city, right? Along with Damascus, which borders on it. And now, okay, point 2 underneath this human conqueror, First, it's Syria. Number two is Tyre and Sidon. And hey, you see that mentioned in the New Testament, don't you? Mm-hmm. Very important, major cities. Now, Tyre is the huge city. Sidon really is a small city, and it's not really that significant. It's significant because it was close to Tyre. You know, sometimes if you think of, uh, what? Have the safe Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. You usually think of Minneapolis, right? But St. Paul is right there too. But it doesn't seem as significant as Minneapolis, does it? Yeah. So, uh, so you, got, you, you have Tyre and Sidon. Um, this capital city of Phoenicia here, this, this area is. And you're talking about the shipping and the sailing, maritime accomplishments. Uh, shipbuilding, merchantry went on in Phoenicia. That's, that's up in, the, you could almost say North Israel. Or, you know, all the way on the coastline, just a little bit north of Israel. And they would have been considered to be the Gentiles. And Jesus went there in his ministry. Um, It was a great empire. Tyre being that major city. Matter of fact, they thought they were invincible, by the way. Doesn't every nation do that?
1: Democrats? <laughs> That's
0: where we're getting into. Are you ready for this? This is this is where the, the, the history comes in and the scripture is right there telling it before it happens. They felt nobody could ever conquer them. And years before Alexander ever got there, it, they actually were conquered. Uh, the Babylonians, of course, they... They got besieged by the Assyrians for a short time. They really couldn't blow them away. Babylonians came along and moved through through the city there and made quite the destruction. What happened is that a lot of people went out to an island, which is what Debbie's talking about, about a half mile off, of course, we've probably talked about this before, but we've never taken apart Zechariah to really get to what was happening in the context. So now we see where this is happening and what's going on at that time. So they they moved from the mainland, whoever was left, to a, a half mile off the shore, and it, it became a fortress. It, it became um, like a rock there. Uh, to, uh, verse 3. For Tyre built herself a fortress. And we're talking walls on that island. walls,
2: huh?
0: Yeah, they built walls, (laughs) real walls. Get this 150 feet high.
1: Whoa! We didn't want one quite that big. No, we? we don't even big. <laughs> We're just talking, what? We're talking
0: about what? 30, 40 feet? Something like that? Yeah. Uh,
1: doing a little metal thing just to
0: kind of... Why would they do that? Why would anybody ever build walls around, right? To protect yourself. who's um,
1: coming
0: Tyre did build herself a stronghold. It's kind of a pun in Hebrew. It would be, um, Swar did build herself a uh, matzwar build a wall around the entire island there that was 100 feet high, 150 feet high um, and you can think 30 feet high walls are pretty high but that was what was around Tyre to say I'm nothing the fact that it was a half mile off the shore And but you know it was like okay they were going to be destroyed But so God brings along the Babylonians destruction comes to the area where they were at and so uh, a lot of them go out to this island um, and note that the Phoenicians were the greatest sailors in the world. This is where and you guys are in history remember the Phoenicians, right? This is who these guys are, so they just go out there to the island and well, nobody's going to live. mess with them there, right
2: who would even want to live there
0: well if you're if you're I mean, getting
2: when the sun came up, it would take forever to get to one end of the island over the hundred and fifty foot wall. Yeah, and then when the sun set, I mean, when would you have sunshine? Because of the shadows. Yeah.
0: That yeah, makes you wonder. Oh. I hadn't even thought about that.
2: You have darkness a lot.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you wouldn't see anything. It's not like you could look all across the ocean.
0: At least you were protected.
2: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and you couldn't see your enemy coming either. No, you couldn't see
1: nothing. <laughs> Unless you're on top of the wall, and who wants to get up there? Well, I'm sure there's some some poor people probably lived up there. Yeah, it's like wow. sunshine, right? But
0: the the Phoenicians, the greatest the greatest sailors in the world. I mean, they have the greatest navies in the world to defend it. So they felt they were invincible there. Well built herself a fortress, piled up silver like dust, gold like the mire of the streets. You're talking about, you know, a, a powerful city still yet and, and money. And uh, we go to uh, verse 4. Behold, the Lord will dispossess her and cast her wealth into the sea and she'll be consumed with fire. Well, it says says... Uh, you know, when, when you think about this area right here, you're talking about every single detail in that verse was accomplished by Alexander the Great. What he did is mm-hmm. that he had, whenever he came there and he's conquering, right? Okay, there they are. They're out there on that island. Comes up to him, says, I want supplies from you. Okay? I want I want some supplies. And they said, nope. forget it. We're not giving them to you. Alexander, who are you? That's the kind of people who are. They're very prideful. So what he did is he took all the rubble that was back on the mainland, that was left from the ancient city as far as the ruins were concerned. He threw all of that rubble into the sea, built a causeway all the way out there, a, a half mile, built this causeway, and then here come the soldiers... Just marching on out there when they got this thing finished. How serious was he? Was he? Whenever they said, "No, <laughs> we're not going to give you any supplies," he, no matter what, he was going to get there. Nobody else could do that. The Babylonians couldn't do it.
2: Wonder how he scaled that wall? Huh? Wonder how he scaled that wall? They just built a causeway. That yeah. boy, nothing. Yet. I mean, the causeway was the easy part.
0: Right. Right.
2: Wonder how he got over the 150 foot wall. Uh, he got
0: irritated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't make Alexander mad. <laughs> he made it. He did
0: it in seven game. seven months. Right.
1: He built it costly.
0: And so he marched his army out there. They defeated that city. He did it pretty quickly. And of course, there it's even talking about he consumed it with fire.
1: Oh, yeah, did he burn them you know, out? I was just reading. It said that he built two towers. Get over the
0: wall. That's right. They were able to scale oh, that. Of course, right. you've seen some they of the all battles. They built the towers mm-hmm.
2: and then they moved to the wall.
0: Right. <laughs> they were able to get over it. Right. Those are those are tall towers, aren't yeah, they? I
2: said they were 160 feet high. Well, they had to be taller than the wall. 10 feet higher. <laughs> huh? 10 know, feet higher. Like, yeah.
0: Isn't that incredible? Wow. And this is all in history books. What
2: well, did he build on? This is back. I mean, I'm just uh, what I'm reading right here about it. And What did he build on of? Uh,
1: um. Um. some more of the rubble yeah. I think if he moved him, it must have been something oh, have
0: and what he did too, <laughs> because he's conquered so many of the other That's nations way
2: too
0: he he got all the other all the navies yeah. to help along too, and then they come in their boats there they're coming out there on the land, and then they have the towers and they get in, and they totally just you know, like turn I this place into destruction in a to... short time. All this happened in seven months to do what they did. Sh- Shalmaneser couldn't do it in five years, and that, that was the uh, Syrians. Assyrians. Uh, and the Babylonians couldn't do it. They I, they besieged the city for 14 years. Couldn't totally take them in, although they, you know, had done much damage on the mainland. So, uh... Well, I, it's 13 years, supplies, I guess. Huh?
2: You'd think they'd run out of supplies out there.
0: Well, see, they, they, they had, had boats. But remember, they have the, the navies. The they, Navy have Navy. They, they have their boats. They are the boat builders. Ship.
1: That's what they're Remember, yeah. he had Concord. a lot of nations. He had a lot of workmen working for
0: him. This, so, the, this is how prideful they are. Look at all the money that they have. And they, they still are trading... So, this this place is really, and they're saying, there's nobody that can beat us. Look, we're out here, they can't, they can't do anything. Well, uh, no,
2: well, it said, said here, they had their artillery, whatever they moved their artillery on is what they were moving the towers on, and with catapults, they built oh. on top of the towers to go over the top too, so
1: pretty
0: cool. <laughs> Once they He's
1: an architect obviously. They want to in the get baseball. into the city. I was trying to I was really I, see <laughs> I was trying to see... see this that day. <laughs> Man, darn it. The up I
2: got to say.
0: have smartphones on. So now what we got to do. real quick here. Boy. This is really good, isn't it? Go to Isaiah 23 now. We're going to go to two sections. Isaiah, and then Ezekiel. Isaiah 23, and then Ezekiel 26, I think it is. Just look at Tyre right here as it's described by Isaiah. Verse one 23:1. 23-1. The oracle concerning Tyre. Wail, O ships of Tarshish, for Tyre is destroyed, without house or harbor. It's reported to them from the land of Cyprus, Be silent, you inhabitants of the coastland, you merchants of Sidon, your messengers crossed the sea, and were on many waters. The grain of the Nile, the harvest of the river, was her revenue, and she was the market of nations. Look how great Tyre was. Be ashamed. O Sidon, for the sea speaks the stronghold of the sea, saying, I have neither travailed nor given birth, I have neither brought up young men nor reared virgins. When the report reaches Egypt, they will be in anguish at the report of Tyre. Pass over to Tarshish, wail, O inhabitants of the coastland, is this your jubilant city whose origin is from antiquity, whose feet used to carry her to colonize distant places? Who has planned this against Tyre, the bestower of crowns whose merchants were princes, whose traders were the honored of the earth? The Lord of hosts has planned it to defile the pride of all beauty, to despise all the honored of the earth. Overflow your land like the Nile, O daughter of Tarshish. There is no more restraint. He has stretched his hand out over the sea. He has made the kingdoms tremble. The Lord has given a command concerning Canaan to demolish its strongholds. You know, you can read on and on to chapter 24. You're talking about devastation, um, the curse that that God gives, and anyway, the, the chaos that happens, desolation. But they were a very prideful uh, city uh, kingdom, and God brings them down. But that you can imagine, you know, that the the rest of the nations are, you know, hearing about them going down and being going towards destruction. Now, go to Ezekiel. That you know, we could read through a whole area there and really give you the idea of who they are and what they were doing, but. In Ezekiel 26, this is a judgment on Tyre. And here we get a little bit of what we were dealing with in uh, Zechariah. Now, in the eleventh year, on the first of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, because Tyre has said concerning Jerusalem, Aha, the gateway of the peoples is broken. It is open to me. I shall be filled now that she has laid waste God says, oh yeah, watch this. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Tyre, and I will bring up many nations. Now, I have that underlined, and the reason being is that Babylon had been there. They couldn't totally conquer it. Assyrians had been there. They couldn't conquer it. And so they were still existing. So it says, I will bring up many nations. So if it was the Babylonians, that would have been only really one nation, wouldn't it? I'll bring up many nations. Against you, as the sea brings up its waves, they will destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers. Now, Ezekiel wrote this 700 years before Christ. (laughs) <laughs> We're getting really detailed here and just go along with Zechariah 200 years later than it did happen. I will, And this is where it gets really good. I will scrape her debris from her and make her a bare rock. That is what happened to mainland Tyre as all the rubble that had been where there was such destruction the Babylonians and other people had done and takes that and makes it a bare rock. By the way, today there is no city there. There's total destruction. There, uh, there's a place there that actually where fishermen actually put their nets. <laughs> He'll say that. And make her a bare rock, she will be a place for the spreading of the nets in the midst of the sea. This was that great city. On the mainland, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God, and she will become spoil for the nations. Also, her daughters who are on the mainland will be slain by the sword, and they will know that I am the Lord. So, at this time, as he's writing, he's putting it all together. They only knew of one city in one area at that time. The Babylonians hadn't conquered them yet. This is this is they're, they're in the time of the Assyrians, then the Babylonians. The Assyrians were somewhere around 700, the Babylonians were somewhere around the 600 into the 500s, and somewhere around the middle uh, 500s, Medes and Persians. And then, of course, the Greeks come in in the 300s, 400s, 300s, 400s. So, uh, spreading a nets. And so he says, verse 7, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will bring upon Tyre from the north Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings with horses, chariots, cavalry, and a great army. He will slay your daughters on the mainland with the sword. And he will make siege walls against you. Took 13 years, I think. He sieged that city that long cast up a ramp against you and raise up a large shield against you, the blow of his battering rams. He will direct against your walls and with his axes, he'll break down your towers. So we're, we're talking there is the city on the mainland, right? They still had their, you know, they had their towers. They had their walls there like they any nation, uh, city, state would have. Um, it says, verse 12, also they were, uh, or what? He will slay your people at the end of 11, the sword, your strong pillars, come down to the ground. Also, they will make a spoil of your riches and a prey of your merchandise, break down your walls, destroy your pleasant houses and throw your stones and your timbers and your debris into the water. So now he's talking about the conquerors, these nations is what they're going to do and there's you're throwing the debris. Everything that was there in the, in, in that, uh, that city. Historically, we know that that's what happened. Started with the Babylonians or Assyrians, Babylonians, and then the Greeks. Alexander the Great is the one that finished it off, and so he was the one that was to throw that and to make that out there to the island. You said there
1: were forty thousand people in that
0: city. That's a pretty good size island, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that's that's the size of Jeff City. I mean, population wise, Island might be a little bit bigger, you know, or they got jammed up pretty good i don 't know what the size of the island was,
2: but that 's interesting
0: population back then for forty thousand was pretty good sized city it 's not a little village is it so they you know they had multiplied now, if you see Ezekiel, you tie that in with zechariah but this is graphic uh scrape the debris. Make it a bare rock where they spread the nets. They, you know, I've seen pictures where that's where you have fishermen out there. Great place to fish. There it is. It's just like a you know rock area. And uh, so anyway, uh, that island you know with the, the debris and and leaving it, making it a causeway. I think it's just incredible. And so God, you, whenever He says I'll bring up many nations, it wasn't just Babylon who did that, but it was. And what's the difference? Uh, Six hundred. You're talking maybe 250 years or so after Babylon, that the Greeks came in and finished it off. Quite a judgment against them. Okay, now we we'll go back to Zechariah. That's why I found I, I, I find this just to go right along with history, but it's told before it ever was done. So now we go to so much now there for uh, Tyre and Sidon, right? Verse five, Ashkelon, and of course if you have your maps, now you're going further down the coast line there. Ashkelon will see it and be afraid. <laughs> they pro- they literally probably saw all of this going. Can you imagine the you know the fire that was going on? They, they know exactly what's happening and be afraid. They're just wait oh no. He's coming down this way. Gaza too. There we go. Gaza Strip. Will rive in great pain. This is the whole area. Also Ekron. Same area. These are cities along the coast. For expectation has been confounded. Moreover, the king will perish from Gaza. I think there's a... Just for... uh don't have enough time to, to deal with it there. But I, he was t- tortured severely king was uh, of, of Gaza. Ashkelon will not be inhabited. So it takes over that whole area there in what would be southwest Israel. And a mongrel race will dwell in Ashdod. So these are the Philistines. These are cities that are mentioned in the Old Testament when you think of the judges, when you think of Samson, you know, he fought Philistines, didn't he? Mm-hmm. David, later on, fought the Philistines. He fought like a giant, right? He was from this area. You know, this, he was Philistine. And so they were always enemies. The Syrians were enemies of Israel. What did God do? He took care of them, didn't he? Of course, they're still there. But, <laughs> and then, then Tyre is not, though. He said, And he was going to make an end of Tyre. And he did. But it took a while. He used different armies to do it. Different nations, as he said in Ezekiel. Okay, uh, I'll cut off the pride of the Philistines right at the end of 6, right? So they had pride too, didn't they? Philistine area was quite a uh, city uh, area. and Of course, they were people of iron works and such. And they were proud of their tools that they had and their weapons and they too thought that they would be the great conquerors but Alexander the Great is just take making mockery of all of this he's just blasting them away and everybody knows this all happened within a few short years didn't it within a within a decade I'll remove their blood from their mouth and their detestable things from between their teeth Probably speaking of idolatry here, uh, Philistines were definitely a idolatrous, wicked nation. Uh, cities of cities that they were. Uh, I think you, you could imagine blood in the mouth uh, about eating from eating sacrifices to idols, maybe something along that lines. Detestable things. But then he says this. This is interesting. Then they also will be a remnant for our God
2: well don't you know some people had to drop to their knees quick I mean for seeing all of that wow
0: they know that God is making this happen okay. how is this happening wow. incredible
2: you'd think that because of that and what they know about God and the history and if you in the Bible, how can you not believe? Well, they didn't. That's what all we're that. They talking about. They didn't have about. all that. They had, but they had to know. Yeah. But even now, I mean, nowadays, yeah. I, mean, I mean, all these history people that read the history and it's in the Bible. How can they not
1: believe? That's the very, very thing. The very culture exactly. that before it's called pride. Yeah. They self. They so think that they self have self served themselves. They're blinded.
0: Mm-hmm. They don't want God, and so uh, they. They
1: make another idol.
0: But here it is. If, if this is a great apologetic, I, I'm telling you, this is you know for something. You can't deny the fact that Zechariah wrote this when everybody knows that this, this was somewhere around what five five thirty you know B.C. When did all this happen? Three thirty B.C. A couple hundred years. Uh, he says there will be a remnant, though. And that, that is, that, That's the grace of God. And Ekron, like a Jebusite. You say, what's a Jebusite? Do you remember whenever David came in and took Jerusalem? There were Jebusites that lived there. And what he did is that as David conquers that and then takes over the city of Jerusalem from there on out, it's the capital city of Israel, right? That those people just kind of melted in with the Jewish people. And they were the, the Jebusites. They were graced, weren't they? Um, so they were kind of, what, just taken along on into the, the very nation of Israel. And that's the way it is will be with some of these Philistines. Or they were at that time. You know. So God has His remnant. Even today, He has His remnant. And so now we've got about a minute and we come to verse 8. And this is really beautiful. It's a great place to close. But I will camp around my house because of an army, because of him who passes by and returns and will stop there. This is Alexander the Great, who has who who did it historically. We know this is why we can interpret this. Started up in Damascus, went on to the coast of where Israel would be. Tyre and Sidon down to the Philistine area, conquered all those, and guess that and he's going towards Egypt, but he what does he want to do? He wants to go to Jerusalem, which is the capital of Israel. What's he going to do there? He's going to conquer them too. God's not going to let that happen. And God says, I will camp around my house, my temple, my place where I tabernacle. Right? Mm-hmm. Because of an army, I'm going to protect it. Because of him who passes by and returns. By this time, they do have that temple up, don't they? Yeah, like it's been there a couple hundred years now. Mm-hmm. And God says, they're not going to touch it. By the way, there was a dream that that uh, Alexander the Great had. Of this, and of course we, we know, we've heard about like the priest came marching up uh, straight to him. He came as he marched to them. And it was just like the Spirit of God just came in and said, nope. No, you're not going to touch this. And it was just like he knew that I, I can't do it.
1: But no. they were priests, they weren't warriors.
0: Yeah, that's what's so interesting yeah. about it. Yeah. The, he the he priests that are handle. coming. He knew how to
1: handle warriors, priests. That's a different that's a different field for him that's, and they came that's
0: a, in a in a in a mm-hmm. peaceful way. How do you deal with this mm-hmm. and so what we have here i'll camp around my house because of an army i'm going to protect it that's a, That's an amazing thing because of him who passes by and returns. he goes on down to Egypt. What does he do there? He conquers. Comes back, but didn't touch Jerusalem or or Israel. Moved on up. This is that's the wrong. great conqueror, Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. and that you know the, the, this whole story. You know that that's. But this gives the whole battle to plan. Baffle.
2: Historians. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, why didn't he do that? Yeah. Right.
2: Wow. I wonder if he would have um, attacked
1: Tyre if they had given him supplies.
0: Makes you wonder, doesn't it?
1: as soon as somebody resisted him, that was what he got off on. That's what oh, he well, that was a challenge. Yeah, yeah, that was his whole... He says, okay,
0: that does it. And he put all of his efforts into doing what he God. did with you him. You know, if
2: he did all, went to all the work
1: to build towers and, <laughs> and <laughs> to build a causeway, I, I think we'd say bullheaded it would be a real close... his personality.
0: So, and, but you see, God used he, him to, because God yeah. said, I'll destroy Tyre. And he did. I mean, there. You go. Go to Tyre today. Go. Go try to find. I, I mean, was just you know. <laughs> looking at
2: pictures, and they were showing, and it looked
1: like grass and weeds and <laughs> rocks.
0: It wasn't you know actually take a picture, of was it? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's
1: like oh, uh, somewhere uh, here. And and to most, this
0: day, no buildings, no any
1: buildings there.
0: Very good, Frida. Yeah, that that is exactly it. Whenever God says that He will destroy it, He will. He does it. And so there, there you have it. Uh, that is the conquer that, and if he did that, and history did it, what he does next, and we'll look into this next week, is okay, if he did it through a pagan conqueror, and he did exactly what he wanted, and and this is is Israel's enemies, God is saying, look, look what I did, then we can surely count on that kingdom to come, which is what Zechariah is pointing to you know this has been done and if this is of course at Zechariah's time it was still looking into the future wasn't it but they got they got their temple they got their land you know i mean the, the whole thing by the, at that time I, I will read the end of verse 8 but the, like i say it's it's not i think it's it's timely that it's there and no oppressor will pass over them anymore well they were oppressed of course the romans came and oppressed them didn't they so this goes much further than that what we do now is we go to the second conqueror, right. which is the ultimate conqueror. But now I have seen with my eyes. And that's where you get in verse nine. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout in triumph, He's just yes, humble and mounted on a donkey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did Alexander did the Great come? Did he come into the cities with donkeys? <horse>. Exactly. Now you know what? As I read that last night, I got. That's why this puts this here so up front, because okay, we just got through talking about, a, and he didn't say about a white horse, but that's historically we know that's how they that's how he went, and so here he says this king is going to be recognized on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And, and what is it with white horses? Did you know that George Washington?
1: rode a white horse when he was general at the.
0: All the pictures show that. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool.
1: All the generals drove. Robe, white, white horses.
0: That's the conqueror, isn't it? And of course, when Christ comes back in a victorious way, what's He going to be riding on
2: a horse? horse. <laughs>
0: but there's going to be one who's going to be riding on a white horse before Christ comes back. <laughs> and that would be one who is a conqueror and to conquer, but He's not the ultimate. Well, so, <laughs> I was
1: kind of... Um, yeah, on all that, they're in our nation. Sometimes I almost wonder if Alexander and Trump would not be kind of in the same for the nation. You know, that's really why, why he's where he's at. I think most people that have a belief system don't really like what he does, but then they also know that when he wants something, he goes after it all the way. And for some reason there's been a grace that he's decided to take the sides of the righteous ones of this nation.
0: Well, there's no doubt God has played uh, His hand right. totally, he's even he's with the with the bad but, presidents, but, presidents but like, and the well, presidents who I mean, maybe stand for righteousness yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Designers
2: said something about allowing schools to have a Bible course in schools and yeah, teaching in that. About that. And then I was reading all the people that I'm, well, if they get to do that, and we have to have this and that, and they said you can have whatever you want. That's you know. As long as you can have the Christian teaching. Huh. They've yeah. always had that. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. They allow the, the Wiccan Bible. Right. In Jefferson City. Yeah. They oh, allow yeah. uh, um, um, Satan worship. Yeah, yes, he's got some Bible. Come, come on, come on. Let's yeah. go. What well, is, so okay, what then the we can say, okay, great,
0: fantastic. You got your yeah. Bible here. We have this. Let's go to, look at Zechariah 9. <laughs> <right>. And let's <laughs> look at that. Does <laughs> your Bible have prophecy like this? No. <laughs> right. No other religions have prophecy <laughs> like this. And
1: study it, things
2: it, and